welcome to How We Survive, a weekly podcast about the things that are keeping us alive in 2019. I'm Danielle Johnson. And I'm Eli Johnson. And in our podcast, we're going to talk about music, movies, books, spirituality, current events, and anything that's keeping us alive in a very small town in the year of our Lord, 2019. (laughs) And this week, episode one, we went to see the new Charlie's Angels, starring Kristen Stewart and Elizabeth Banks. Here's our conversation about that. Hope you enjoy. So before we went into this movie, we both (laughs) made a list, a handful of predictions. I have four in total. I had, I had three, but one was, two was like a combo. Okay. We do not, we have not shared them with each other until now. So I will reveal mine and we'll see if we had any in common. All right. Here we go. My prediction number one for Charlie's Angels. A male character who throughout the whole movie is enti- is super misogynistic will get kicked in the balls in the end. In some triumphant moment of victory over misogyny, he will get kicked in the nuts. That was one prediction. Okay. Um, prediction number two I had. One of the three angels will be a surprise lesbian. Mm, like throughout the movie she'll talk about like my relationship this, my relationship that. And we won't know if it's with a man or a woman. And then, like, some shocking moment at the end, it'll be like, oh, you're dating a girl? (laughs) That was a prediction. Girls are so amazing, they date each other. Exactly. (laughs) Um, My third prediction is that there would be some sort of representation of Donald Trump. Like, there would be a fake Trump, basically, looking and talking like him. And his name would be, like, Crump instead. Or something (laughs) like, something very obvious. Um, And then my fourth prediction, which is i don't know if this counts because it's like pretty obvious one but we were we were talking about when would the theme song with like yeah when would it play the song with ariana grande and miley cyrus and lana del rey and my prediction as you know from since we first heard that song was that it would be like as soon as the post credits hit Mm -hmm. that song would play so that was my fourth prediction all right so my predictions i was really really hoping for a Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, oh. Lucy Liu cameo. Yeah. So I wrote in my good. notes a cameo, knowing kind of already that I'd seen a review and I knew that Laverne Cox had Wasn't somehow. The very first one? Is that who that was? Who is that? Laverne Cox is the person that was in Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Laverne Cox. So I I knew that there was going to be cameos, but I was kind of I had a very specific kind of cameo in mind. Also, mm-hmm. I was hoping to see Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. I said bad jokes, which I That's think that too easy. was Come like on. yeah, that doesn't even. Be- <laughs> but I also said okay. I really was hoping for like a like yeah, boys suck, and then you just like kick somebody gets kicked in the face or like their head gets punched into the wall. I was just expecting multiple boys suck, like, oh, oh, but boys suck. And then just, like, a real yeah. good kick to the mm-hmm. to the head, to the genitals, just kind of any any kick anywhere. So those were my, yeah, my only... That was it? That was, that was it. Directions? But okay, I also well, assumed let's... I really like you. I don't think it was even worthwhile to put it on my expectations list waiting for Don't Call Me Angel to come yeah. on in the end, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, now, 
inevitably we have to talk about which of our predictions came true and which did not. I will start. All right, go so, ahead. My first prediction about a super misogynistic guy getting kicked in the balls in some triumphant way was, I would say, like 50% fulfilled. There, there was a guy who took multiple kicks to the groin, kicks to the groin but he was a nobody. He was just like a security guard. So it half came true. It wasn't like the most jerkiest guy in the movie got kicked to the balls. It was just some random guy. But he, that same guy, got kicked in the balls twice. So I'm going to say I, I won on that one. That's a win for me. Yeah. Um, second prediction, a secret lesbian, also kind of 50% true. They like... Allude They to, like made, yeah. yeah, very low-key Kristen Stewart lesbian vibes. They didn't fully which commit to Which is real, it. which is true in real, like there was well, no she, surprise there. Yeah, yeah. Which maybe is a good thing. Maybe so maybe I like, 50% won that one as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so far I'm, I'm doing well. I think, okay, let's go to the Kristen Stewart. I think one thing that this movie does really well is it passes, you know, the Bechdel test. Like two characters. Oh, like when you talk about men or whatever? Yeah, two oh, characters talking... talking to each other about a subject that's not a man. I'm like, this movie was... I mean, that was like... Mm-hmm. In the, you know, 2000-whatever Charlie's Angels that I saw as a child. That would not have Probably passed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think, yeah, this movie passes the Bechdel test in a very maybe obvious way. I feel like maybe they were... When this movie was made, that was the goal or the hope. But mm-hmm. they did it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, no fake Donald Trump, so I didn't win on that one. And, but... But the theme song was at the end credits, so obviously I won on that one. But So three out of four, not bad. And I think the Trump... There was like some... Was some there a Trump-esque... Did they allude to him? Dialogue, yeah. They oh, like, yeah, there was a certain line. This is crystal clear, crystal yeah. clear. And I think that it felt very maybe obvious to me. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe because I've been watching a lot of impeachment hearing news that's why i that's why it feels so fresh fresh in in my mind mind. yeah Yeah. yeah. but i do feel like a lot there was some borrowed language from a dt Mm. okay yeah how did you do on your predictions um i think i did okay i i came into there were bad jokes the boys suck moment happens in the trailer so if you've seen the trailer you know that christian stewart is i don't her name in the movie is Sabina. She's got this guy. She's like doing oh, yeah, this like trick. Yeah, she's like doing the Cirque du Soleil like murder of this, you know, <laughs> rich Asian um, man who's coming on to her. So I think, yeah, maybe mine were too easy. But there was definitely, she was like, oh, I'm just the decoy. And then, you know, it's like girl power. A thousand girls drop literally from the sky. Literally, yeah. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. he is, he's taken away. So maybe, yeah, maybe I didn't do a very good job. But there were many cameos, which I appreciated because that's my favorite part of yeah, seeing like, movies like this. Yeah, like throughout the credits, there were a bunch of little short ones that were yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, and so fun. if you are, yeah, if you love special features type things, I think that was one of the most redeeming qualities of this movie. It was very cute. All the, girl, all the girls hanging out. Yeah. That was cute. Okay, what was your number one favorite thing about this movie? I already have mine picked out. It's clear, right. clear for me, but I want to. I think I know my what yours is going to be. Um, my favorite thing might be that it was just a fun movie to watch. It was entertaining. I will never think about it again after today, but I appreciated how genuinely 
aesthetically exciting it was to watch. Hmm. Very, like... Is there, like, one scene, though? I, there's a very specific thing I expected you to answer that with. Oh, wow. The tampon commercial at the beginning? Oh, you thought that was my favorite part? Well, I just thought that would be the most memorable. <laughs> is it because I'm a woman? No, it was <laughs> no, because we talked kidding. about it being... It was hilarious. Okay, so, spoiler, if you're watching the movie... Within the first 10 minutes. Yeah, there's like an opening scene of, like you were just describing, Kristen Stewart like seduces slash fights this guy. And then after that, there's this montage <laughs> of women doing sporty things. No, yeah. there no, it's not Kristen Stewart or any of the characters in the movie. It's just random women like surfing, playing tennis. There's like some girls on a bike. There's field hockey, I think. And it looked very much like... A tampon commercial and I thought what is going on here and so we look at each other and we laugh and then it continues for much longer than you would hope and cuts into a totally different scene so it kind of it was like a stock footage transition piece that had been like a tampon commercial that never made it to tv yeah it was somebody's <laughs> it was tampon dream that, that finally amazing. made it to the big screen so congratulations to that person mm-hmm. they they really did it mm-hmm but, okay, my favorite part of this movie. Part. I expected the Tampon commercial to be yours. My favorite part <laughs> was they're just kind of recruiting this new girl and meeting her in a coffee shop, right? The guy, oh, some guy yeah. in the organization, like, sends her a secret note that has to be, like, held up to light or has to be <laughs> to put urine on it or something like Dwight Schrute <laughs> to, like, read the note. So she meets him at this coffee shop and... There's a bad guy in the other corner of the coffee, coffee shop, like, watching the conversation. Yes, yes. And, you know, there's people in this coffee shop having breakfast. They're doing their homework. They're reading books. Mm-hmm. This It's French. They're in France. Yeah, they're the, in France yeah. or something. This guy with neck tattoos is sitting <laughs> at, the, at the table plucking away on a typewriter. Yeah, yeah. Not only is he has he brought a typewriter to this coffee shop to do his homework he's or writing, whatever he's doing. He's writing nonsense on it. Just random. Well, it's another numbers. language. So I don't know what it was. No, it was oh, nonsense. Oh, it was just like nonsense. Yeah, it was like it was like six, seven, Q, V, W, X, Y. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. And okay, so and writing the, nonsense. Yeah. And where if it was a laptop, it would have been like the screen of the laptop. He had placed a mirror to like he like wedged a mirror into the typewriter to like sit there and go and like pretend to be typing and also like watch them from behind yeah so he could like spy on them i'm like if you were a trained assassin and also he didn't have a name they call calling him the The assassin assassin. if you are a trained assassin and you're like wouldn't you be trained to be like inconspicuous this guy instead brings a typewriter and places a mirror in it i don't know this is like modern day we should say this movie's not set in like the 50s this is like modern day but in public and, school, and, I've seen so many ran, so many guys whose claim to fame is their uh, typewriter. So maybe yeah, it's... Maybe it's the thing. But, but I hope, also I this guy not. who has brought a typewriter to a coffee shop and is supposed to be like spying on them also is the same guy who, once they start a car chase, has a built-in machine gun in his Jeep. Um, I'm sorry, so, that's called an urban reconnaissance vehicle. Uh, did you hear Urban what? assault, I think yeah. it was. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. UAV. Yeah. <laughs> the new G- Jeep UAV. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my favorite scene by far. I think, yeah, I think we have to talk about this assassin. 
because it seemed like a really big nod to the Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, mm-hmm. because there was the guy, the the guy who never spoke, and he does. And I, spoiler, he does speak in the very end. He says like, yeah, he barely. Yeah. He said like, and maybe I misheard, but I thought he said the word fish, <laughs> and I was like, is that what? Like, I didn't. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. He said fish. And I thought, why? Well, is it know. his name? Is it... Maybe I misheard. We also... We live in Milledgeville. Small town. Yeah, the audios. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest the, surprise of this movie, maybe. A baby was in the theater with us. You never know what you're going to get when you go to a movie in Milledgeville. You might have a baby. You might have someone talking on their phone. You might have someone bring their iPad. They're watching another show while they're watching this movie. It's mm-hmm. just, you never know. Yeah, it's, that was, it's unpredictable. That was a surprise twist when I appreciated. The baby was good for most good. of the yeah. time. Yeah, so that was... Bad. Yeah, so honestly, shout out to my mom for doing a good, okay. a good job. Yes. Mm-hmm. But also thinking of throwbacks to the original movie, some things that come to mind for me to take this back to, you know, the last one with Drew Barrymore, which was probably the only what, like one 2000? I've ever seen. When do you think that came out? Like 2000 maybe? Probably so. Around right? then. Well, some relatable things to that would be one, the CGI used was probably similar to about <laughs> the same CGI quality as the 2001. Yeah. Like every time someone would like jump through the air or do something acrobatic, their body would just, like, go to Gumby. Like, <laughs> like the Matrix with, yeah. like, Bendy. And I yeah. was like, they couldn't afford, like, modern CGI. Okay, they had to pay for Ariana Grande to make the theme yeah, song. Yeah, they spent all their so, money on the movie. Yeah, yeah, think, yeah, yeah. So that was a throwback. And also the jump drive. Who knew the plot would be centered around yes. information on a jump so a flash we, drive? we haven't at all talked about the plot of this movie. Well, there, I mean... That's yeah. There's not much to talk about. All these other things are w- what actually kept me interested. But but yeah, the there is a jump drive that contains. It actually, no. I think about it. It started out being really essential, and then it completely and it went just, away. Yeah, well, yeah. it fell into the bottom of the oh, river. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah so. it, it sunk to the bottom of the river. Yeah, yeah, so they didn't even need it by it the end. Yeah. yeah, but it was yeah, yeah a wild ride from start to finish. I think honestly, the beginning half of the movie. As ridiculous as it was, tampon commercial and all, mm-hmm. I needed the first half to get really invested. There is no yeah. character building. So if you're hoping some sort of like for some sort of like beautiful backstory on Kristen Stewart, who is the true star of this movie. Yeah, she has all the like witty lines that make you chuckle and Yeah. yeah. She I think she was the star. Where was I going? Maybe oh, talking about how the beginning of this movie is the strongest part. I oh, think it was, I mean, and maybe that's just how these kind of action films go. The conflict is right there in your face immediately. Yeah, that's true. So it set up, it, it set, you. Yeah, yeah, it set me up for a good ride, but there were, I mean, this is a movie completely saturated with characters. There are so many characters that don't yeah, really matter. Die, they're yeah. There, then they die and they forget about yeah. them. Which on. it maybe is another action movie type deal. Okay, what's yeah. next on your list? The only thing, other thing that I wanted to mention on the theme of commercials, we had a tampon commercial. We also had what seemed like an extended cut of that Indeed commercial that's been playing at the theater a lot, 
where it's a woman in a boardroom and she's like, I worked my whole job for this life. And then she gets passed over for a man. Yeah. That was like the first. And then they're like, never again. And then Charlie's Angels. And she's like, yeah. She's like, next time this won't happen. And she has like a notification on her phone from Indeed. Like, Mm -hmm. you got an interview. Mm-hmm. The I can't remember her name, but the character who's like the recruit who Elena. works for this technology company. Elena. She like had there's this scene where she's like with her boss, and she you can tell she knows all the answers, and the boss won't let her say anything, and she's like, "I'm smarter than this." I was like, "Wow, it's that ZipRecruiter commercial." But yeah. Yeah, yeah, it kind of was. Yeah. Yeah, there were many male composite characters. It was like how many horrible male behaviors can we attach to one kind of boring looking white guy yeah like saying why don't you try smiling or like awkward touching like every bad yeah everything that men shouldn't do it's pretty much done in this movie Mm -hmm. there the one thing i go ahead well i was gonna say it speaks to what we decided was the overall thesis of this film girls rule boys Boys rule. rule yeah yeah and it, I think it is true. Boys rule, girls drool. Wait, you said it back. Damn it. <laughs> oh, I... Yes. It's fine. We can edit it all later anyways. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the flag. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. That's really all the notes I have. Yeah. yeah. I My favorite part, maybe, because this is for personal reasons, someone punches a salad. In the opening film, in the cafe, in the opening of the film, in the cafe, a man, the assassin himself, punches directly into the middle of a salad (laughs) in a bowl. And I think, I hope, it was a throwback to one of my favorite scenes in the original Charlie's Angels movie Mm -hmm. when someone puts their hand in a gel thing and it like tells, reads their fingerprints and they're like, Mm -hmm. you can get into the secret room now. It's not. Yeah, how would that... You know, it's a hand touching something else. Same body part. It has to be related. Exactly, yeah. You know, it's art. Have you ever heard of it? (laughs) Yeah, but I... Yeah, Kristen Stewart, the star. Elizabeth Banks was in it. She said at one point, hugs work. Yeah. After somebody, maybe we can get that trending on Twitter, Hugs Work, where Hugs you bring work. some awareness to mental health issues. Yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. This movie tried to handle a lot of varying, of various social problems. Yeah. Oh my, I almost forgot. The opening scene when Kristen's, <laughs> when Kristen Stewart's like seducing slash beating up this guy. She starts, like, listing all the things he's done wrong. Like, you stole money that was supposed to go to refugees. Bam! <laughs> you were mean to little children. Hiya! Like, <laughs> she starts, like, listing all of his crimes to him yeah. while she's beating him up. And it's all these, like, social justice things. Like, you took money that was supposed to go to clean water. Like, I yeah. just couldn't believe it. I was like, is this really happening? Very girl with a dragon tattoo, Elizabeth Slander, like, getting back at the man. mm yeah, getting mm. back, taking it out on them. Yeah, really stellar work there. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. But I yeah, I so did you like it? Um I was in Do entertain- you like it? Do you like it? <laughs> um I was entertained, but honestly I was I don't know if I was more entertained than I was with Terminator, which we saw last week. 
And my expectations for Terminator were so low. And I was pretty entertained by Terminator. And this movie, again, expectations very low. But I don't know if I was inter- as entertained as I was for Terminator. Which, that doesn't bode well for this movie, because Terminator was pretty bad. But I was very entertained. I enjoyed it thoroughly. And this movie, I still en- I also enjoyed, but a little notch below Terminator for me. Well, I think Termin- Terminator felt like a very genuinely feminist film. It was this That's reclamation true. of... Terminator was also very like female-centric, and it was very genuine and... like. Kind of powerful, yeah. Yeah, and I think... And this one was more just like, hi yeah, kick to the balls, boys drool. Yeah, Not and they serious. didn't... Oh, what was it? I had something good to say. Whatever, I can't remember. Sorry, about Terminator being... Yeah, it was just... I feel... Oh, about... I know what it was. They didn't try to take on every single feminist issue in Terminator. Yeah. Which I think is the strength of Terminator. But also probably very different audiences, right? We walked out of the theater Mm -hmm. and we were like, no wonder there was no F-bombs in this movie. We kind of realized, okay, this was probably marketed towards like like 12-year-olds. Yeah, Yeah. I I kind of forgot that, yeah. So Terminator, obviously very different kind of film, right? Like Mm -hmm. Different audience. Yeah, different audience. Well, it's supposed to be. We had a baby in ours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for for women and men of all ages. <laughs> yeah, who knows what will show up in the theater next? Oh, but I think yeah, Terminator did a much better job of handling and reclaiming a you know franchise, whereas Charlie's Angel is already. I mean, they kind of have the cards stacked against them. Yeah. Charlie's Angels has always been viewed through the male gaze. It's mm. like three hot women doing, you know, really weird, like, really sexualized things. You know, fighting men. And then just doing, yeah, lots mm. of grunting sexual noises. So, I think Terminator, there's probably a lot more room for genuine revision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or genuine implementation yeah. of, like, feminist ideas. Exactly. Where Charlie's, Charlie's Angels, Angels... Yeah, that was an uphill battle. Yeah, mm-hmm. from the beginning. Yeah. But they really tried. I mean, yeah, I think they tried. And if I was a 12-year-old girl, like I was when I watched the, the first, first one... one yeah, or, or not, the, first, the yeah. first one in my lifetime, yeah, yeah. I think I would have felt very empowered. And I could would have been like, oh my God, girls can do anything. Like, mm-hmm. I can do anything. I can fly a plane. I can mm-hmm. go to MIT. And I think one of the things that I appreciate about these kind of ridiculous franchise movies like Charlie's Angels is that they take you if you're, you know, if you're a poor child or whatever or you're just a person watching a film, they take you all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. You hear languages you would never hear. You see people that you probably if you live in a small town like we live in, you would never see. Yeah. So it's something that I always appreciate about these kind of funny films. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you like if you think to the like original or the original Charlie's Angels, the only original in my mind, they, they did some pretty like stereotypical and caricaturesque versions of other cultures, which is I think mm. kind of problematic. This film didn't do that though. It was yeah. just like they're in, there they are in oh. France had you know at a cafe, which I guess is just like with the guy on a typewriter. With the guy on a typewriter, or like <laughs> there they are in Germany, and 
people are speaking German, but they're also speaking English. But it's also a multicultural workplace. Yeah. So I think that's something that I appreciated is, yeah, they give you they give you a lens into another world, but that it's not like Cameron Diaz wearing like a a German outfit or mm. a, yeah. Mm. A short skirt or something. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm glad. Well, I think about it again. I'll think about Kristen Stewart again for a long time. In what way? Thanks for listening to this week's conversation about Charlie's Angels. We'll be posting new podcasts bi-weekly about all the things that are keeping us alive. Have a good week.